This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city. Subscribe on Apple iTunes or Google Play to the Piper Carter Podcast to hear the stories and thoughts of Piper Carter. Follow Piper Carter on Instagram at Piper Carter. Okay, you can't add a too much. Oh, thank you. You stuff. Well, thank you, Johnny. It's been a nice to know you. I've got to thank everyone for all the presents this year. Yes. Uh, all for buying the records. Especially the chewed up pieces of chewing gum. And the playing cards made out of nickels. On behalf of John and I, to which we can add, I'd like to thank you for all the Christmas cards and presents, and birthday cards and presents, and everything too, as well. <laughs> Welcome back to the Piper Carter Podcast. You are in the studio with Piper Carter and happy Kwanzaa, everyone. I'm here with my co-hosts, Brittany, Deja, and now our NFT uh, evangelist, Pilar Cote. Yes, yes, yes. So um, how are you guys doing? Like, how's your week been? Who wants to start off? I guess I'll start. The week has been interesting. Um, I feel like, do you guys feel like people are more in the holiday spirit or forcing it? Or maybe it's just like work for me. I don't know. (laughs) It feels like Christmas a little bit. (laughs) I don't feel that yet, Mm. actually. It doesn't feel like Christmas to me quite yet. Not yet? Not yet. Even though it's, what, four days away? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Today's 21st. Yeah. I agree. I I'm, in, I'm in the same boat as you. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's, like, the lack of snow or maybe it's, like, this the lack of real Christmas spirit. Like, I hear the Christmas songs everywhere, but it just doesn't feel like Christmas. Mm. I don't know. I had to, like, buy all my mechanics, like, Christmas gifts. Uh-huh. So, like, it felt like Christmas maybe because of that. And then... I felt like that traumatizing feeling that you get when you're Christmas shopping because I don't Christmas shop for people. I don't like do the whole, you know, go out and lose your mind. And but I still enjoy like, you know, the nostalgia of it. But, you know, I had to do like the Christmas shopping. So I was like frantic a little bit and in the mall. So like it felt like Christmas a little bit. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So and then before the show, Piper, we'll get into that in a little bit. Her (laughs) Christmas music. But oh, yeah. Deja. How has your weekend been? Your week been? My week has been pretty okay. Yeah. Um, caught up on some much needed rest over the weekend. And I went out um, and I was able to see all of my friends who I have not seen because my sleep schedule has been so trash. So I got to see all my loved ones. And that was a pretty good week. That's dope. Yeah. Pilar? It's been a good week. Really, really productive. And... Um, it's the end of the year, so everything is, you know, deadlines, get it in, get it done. I'm yeah. talking to people, they're like, I'm trying to revamp my website mm-hmm. before the end of the year. <laughs> um, Sunday, I'm, you know, I'm texting, trying to coordinate between Zoom and everything, and I, I'm trying to get some info from a colleague. Hey, I need, I need a, I need a question on LLCs, real quick. And she's like, Can I wait? 
wait till tomorrow. I'm wrapping gifts with my family right now. I'm like, oh yeah, it's Christmas. I was like, yeah, yeah. Take your, take, you know, no, no worries. I'm like, oh yeah. Totally. Like I know you don't sleep, but so yeah, people are wrapping presents. That's cool. It's a thing. I know, right? Like, I can't rap. Can you guys rap presents? Oh, oh yeah. I'm a great rapper. Really? I'm learning how to. I'm really good. I'm really good. I'm trash. Yeah. Trash. <laughs> like, I'm the person that, like, puts, like, way too much tape because I don't know how to rap. Yeah. It's the folding that gets me. I can't. I create my own. Right. <laughs> right. You know? <laughs> you just make it up as you go along yeah. for, for the shape of whatever you're, mm-hmm. you're rapping. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Sure. hilarious. <laughs> Pipe, what about you? How's your week been? Oh, man. So I completed my certificate and as Pilar did as well Yay. for the um, Clive Davis School of Music Business at uh, New York University, uh, the Tisch oh, yeah. School of the Arts. Yay. So I got my certificate. So I'm very wow. excited about that. So now, so now I know what I'm talking about. In music business. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm certified. Awesome. That's cool. Pipe. Uh, it's yeah. so good. And then um, I did a I did a presentation today for um, I told you I've been in this Afro Future Tech Summit um, accelerator, and so it you know it's all the people from Microsoft, um, Google, LinkedIn, like all the heads of these like tech companies and stuff, and um, the, the, the but the people of color, and they're doing lots of different trainings, and so. I will have a bunch of certi- certifications in all of these different techno- technological um, skill sets. That's dope. And so um, I'm waiting on all those, but I just did my presentation today, and um, that was pretty cool. And then I got accepted to this um, program called Profit Lab, and it basically teaches you um, business finance and so I'll be in a cohort in 2020 so I've been in business like my entire life since I was eight years old wow I had lemonade stand I was um <laughs> what was my next business oh greeting cards that's a good one. Um, oh my stop I did I designed um this is before Hallmark okay I, I was doing it. culturally aware greeting cards things like before mahogany before so i was before doing <laughs> i was before because i was doing um like before mahogany the mahogany cards yeah before then this is the 70s i was doing um because it didn't exist so i was doing like harriet tubman's this. birthday um yes. like we That's making dope. up holidays like booker t washington day <laughs> billy holiday day oh um yeah yeah and right? then just just all types of greeting cards and i was making bank and i was like designing them and painting them and all that stuff you know everybody wants to support a kid and then what was (laughs) i did i sold cookies and candy in um high school oh my god you're one of those kept the stuff in the locker yeah those kids i sold cookies and candy i was i was making like 2500 bucks a month in yeah. the 80s, that was Chocolate. big money back Yo, then. Everybody that did that, that like has that story mm-hmm. in their past, is yeah. doing like big moves right now. They're like real, like, mm-hmm. you know. It like, taught you how to hustle. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Say hustling You'd be mentality. seeing people and people would like, see you coming and they like, knew what selling. you had. Yeah. They knew, you They're were like, like. I know they got chocolates. Yeah, you right. had the caramel, um, nuts. Yeah, yeah. Like, you new when, like favorites growing up? 
Of candy? Yeah. Candy? Oh. Like, the, no, no, no. That Like the kids used to sell for like fundraisers or like just to make No, I was the one selling it. I never ate it. Well, like see, my I was memory. Just hustling, like them. that's my Nuggets. memory at school. Like, <laughs> you know, I knew, you don't dip into your own stash. I knew like the two yeah, people, yeah, yeah, yeah. include my cousin that had like, they carried a bag or you went to their locker. They had like different chips, oh the different candies, God. 25 cent airheads. They just sold it just like the gas station. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're talking about, Pipe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of, but I didn't sell those types of candy. I sold only like the chocolates, like the nice, like quality chocolates. Hilarious. She was because cu- it was a she company. Was curating as a child. I was curating. Yes. But oh, it was oh my God. It was like so the funny. it was like the fancy chocolates. They were like what were they? Um I think you could go as low as like was it twelve dollars or fifteen dollars was the cheapest one? And then it was like twenty dollars and twenty five dollars and then you could buy like the buckets and they had you know like popcorn and all this other uh-huh. stuff. So you were corn. like the bougie Totally. Candy seller. Yeah. Like you were I, I would prefer I would candy. prefer to say quality. Bougie. <laughs> <laughs> I would prefer to say high end quality. Would you candy. like some chocolates? And, it, and like it was real chocolate. chocolate. It was right. real chocolate from a chocolatier. You oh know? God. Yeah. Oh my God. I it wasn't it. like Nestle, you know, it, it was, was like real chocolate. chocolate. Yeah. It was couture chocolate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was and good you know, for you. She knew, she knew about couture before it was, you know, that's cool. thing. It was good for you. And then what did I do after that? <laughs> and then and then that's when I got into um oh, and then I was a hip hop dancer. And oh, so when nice. all of the rappers and stuff would come to Detroit to perform, I would audition. And um, if I throw on a beat, will you like give us like a little me and my friends? What like a little yeah? Come on, tap dance. No, I was dancing for Britney earlier. I was doing some sixties. Come on, pipe, just a little uh, taste man (laughs) stuff for her. No, but but seriously, um, we would you know perform um, around the city. That's entrepreneurial. And then what else? Then photography. Oh, I love it. So I've always been in business, but all that time I've never, even though I had. You know, when you go to college, you have to take like a business class. Mm-hmm. But honestly, um, I'm really learning how to like be in business like now, like do a business plan. Now you're like applying it, applying it. Yeah. Like yeah. my financials, yeah, yeah. profit loss statements, mm-hmm. um, you know, how to get financing, how to get, you know, in, um, investors. Um, I mean, I've been writing grants. Um you know, looking at how to do fundraising better, how to um, actually have a sustainable structure so that the business so is making money. I love yeah. that. You yeah. know, so yeah. yeah. You know, this is this this is the kind of stuff that should be taught in school. This yes. is like financial literacy, especially yes. the most underserved schools, because you know we don't have that in. You know, we don't go home and have our parents discussing this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. when you're when you come from like a more advantaged, you know what I mean, like background or like community. That's those are conversations that your uncle and your dad are having, that your mom and dad are having all the time. Like it's in your family. Your you DNA. go home, yeah. and that stuff is like being talked about all the time. So it's natural. you know, like you know what, like what a trust fund is. You know, like mm-hmm. what taxes are. You know what, like you know what I mean. You know what LLC means. Like all the things, right? So. It, it's just like something that you just grow into, like mm-hmm. you just, be, you know what I mean? And there are, you get, a, you have access to assets and you have access to people giving you funding yeah. in, in, the, in those communities, right? So like your first business, like I'm talking to friends of mine and they're like, yeah, what do you mean? Like, I was, I'm like, what, when did you get your first credit card? 
Mm-hmm. I mean, like, just to give them an idea of, like, the difference between their world yeah. and the other world, right? Because yeah. they're like, oh, see, I don't understand. And and I'm like, okay, well, when did you get your first credit card? They're like, I don't know. I was, like, you know, a teenager. Right. I'm, like, I'm like, okay, you were a teenager. And what was your, like, what what was your limit on that right. card? Wow. I want to know. Now, now we get to it. Um, I don't know. It was like 25 grand. Whoa. As a teenager. As a t- your first credit card mm. because, because your, your parents' your parents, credit. Your mm. parents' credit, their assets, mm-hmm. and the fact that they can sign, they can co- co-sign on your credit card. You have a limit of 25 grand right off the top. You can... Begin a business. You can buy a vehicle. You can do all kinds of things. You can you can buy you know tech equipment and 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 launch whatever you want to launch. Whatever your brain wants to do. You want to be a musician. You want to be a producer. It's there, right? But and then I said to him, Do you know what a typical credit card is like in the underserved community on the other side? It's like two fifty, right? Yeah, it's like, like two hundred. <laughs> your first credit card. Mine was five hundred. It's like two hundred and fifty, three hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like that's your average. And 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 he looked at me like like I was talking like it nonsense. didn't make sense. And I was like, yeah. So and you it's twenty five percent. Right, it's twenty five percent on that card. Right, twenty five percent. And it, and at one point it was twenty nine percent. There's some shady shit, right? Yeah. But like, yeah, three hundred dollars, and you have to build. And I, and I said to him, dude, you have to build your credit mm-hmm. beginning at $300 and you got to work your way year after year Literally. after year till you are at 1000 till <laughs> yeah. you're at 1500 right? till you're at like, you know, and you got to work all that way, increment after increment. Literally. And they make it hard. And they are charging you the whole time, mm-hmm. like a quarter of the, like, do you know what I mean? Like a ridiculous, because mm-hmm. I go, I go, what was your interest? Like 3%? Yeah. You know what I mean? Your APR is like 3%? Probably like 2 point, probably like 2.3, right. 2.5. In, in the other world? In the <laughs> I'm other serious. world? I know. Right. Like in the other world, it's like, it's like 24, 25. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's you guys insanity. Are, you guys are talking and it's reminding me of college. And when I first got my first credit card, like the limit was 500 for the, from the credit union. And I was so excited when I got to 1,000. <laughs> like it was like Thanks, a like, monumental thing. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Crazy. I, I always also say that I don't want to, like, snowball too much, but I don't think they understand because the first word is, that's used is privilege. And I think people... Oh, they get, get turned a, off. Yeah, they get turned off by what the word privilege? privilege. I mean, because it's so easy to say that that's a privilege, right? Because not everyone is, like, has that. But it I'm is. trying to think of what what a better word is for people access. to kind of... Like, there you go. Access. It's access. That literally mm-hmm. is the word. They are handed access. I like that. From day one. Do you know what I mean? Like, you mm-hmm. have access to a really high-quality education. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you, walk into, you walk into preschool, and there are three, three teachers, one for every... Like, qualified preschool teachers, one for every six kids minimum, right? Mm-hmm. Not like, you know what I mean? You get into kindergarten, you've got your teacher, you've got like the the, the support staff, you've got um, special, you know, special skills teachers, you've got tennis instructors that come into the school once a week, you've got golf instructors, do you know what I mean? Like you've got all kinds, you've got musical teachers that come in, teach music, the art teacher, you know what I mean? Like it's robust, Yeah. right? Also the relationships. Instead of like, 45 kids to one teacher right. trying yeah. to learn to read. Not but, but also the relationships because, you know, that's one of the values of like 
going to college or doing an internship or like working at a certain place like the relationships that you develop that's the part you know they tell Mm -hmm. you oh you get a great education but you're also getting this access because i learned that going to howard you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. just um all the relationships that are there right um and then you know the going in, in the industry you see like all these Howard people and, and the it's a phone call like boom up. yeah that's the way stuff yeah. works yeah but that's the way they, the, that's the way a lot of things work even even like if you apply for grants you know a lot of times it's like oh um, make sure your application's this or you have to fill out that or you know blah, 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 blah. but I mean I know a lot of people who just get grants and they have terrible application not terrible but well because they don't have great applications they're, they're only writing them because they're checking a box they probably Pretty already much. know someone that yeah. can give them yeah. that grant they're yeah. only yeah. doing yeah like back that's to the known thing back that's to the access thing, thing right yeah. i mean i'm not thing. trying to be you know like yeah people give money to people they know literally that's how it works. even like artist fellowships like mm-hmm. they're the, the people making those decisions know like the artists getting those fellowships are all their friends like we know this do you know what I mean it's like uh, are you applying to that like no none of those people are my friends I'm not gonna you know what I mean it's just like a wasted you mm-hmm. know month of like writing and preparing Work. yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there needs to be more policy in place for sure for like grant like grant receiving and grant writing and I think mm-hmm. they're they're there's room for more policy because I don't I don't understand people who like take their time they write these grants they follow all the rules and then year after year the same people seem to get them I just right. it's too political well I think also too um, what what I appreciate one of the programs I'm going through um, Operation Hope um, um, John Hope Bryant uh, created his program so that underserved communities could learn financial literacy yeah so his important. program is small business development um financial literacy um home ownership and like credit money management mm-hmm. and like you said pilar these are things that should be taught in school because now that should. i'm learning them i'm like oh my god why don't why don't i know any of this yeah like, like why how come I don't know any of this? Why, why is this like new information right, to me? Right. Why are these details and these clauses like yeah. first time for me? You know, when you're looking at them, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. There's um speaking of of people trying to make a difference, there's a, a gentleman, William, he's um like a hedge fund guy, and he created an academy and it's called uh Wall Street Wizards Academy. Mm. And so he teaches like all these underprivileged, like, you know kids um kids of color not only financial literacy but like all you know crypto finance like investments like the the whole like the whole shebang and so like you you know i love that i think it's um i think it's critical i think Mm -hmm. it's really important um and i think that the more that we do it as well as the more people of color that that get on boards. Mm -hmm. So boards are really, really important because boards Mm. of organizations, boards of institutions, boards of nonprofits, they make decisions, even like cultural institutions. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They're the ones making decisions. And when you don't have any people of color on there, it, it, you know, it affects, right? Mm -hmm. Like it affects um, access. It affects programming. Funding. Funding big time. And even just making... um, sure that certain people even like you said uh, uh hear 
about the certain communities even hear about opportunities. Yes. Right. You know, because it, it'd be very it's not insular. Proliferated. Yeah, yeah. It's not proliferated like across the board, like it just anywhere, everywhere. That's so true. Yeah. It's like held in like closed quarters. Yeah. You know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. It's that's, like limited. That's real. Limited promotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. There was um, a number I came across earlier this year, and it's just it, it's just significant because in the um, in the First Nations community, in the indigenous communities, they're the chances of them getting like funding, like nonprofit funding is something like 2.3 or 2.5%. It is so egregious. Like it's Mm. so outrageous because there is always this weird stipulation that wants, um, that expects verification. Like you've got to have all this verification. It's like, well, if I've never done anything, right? What can I verify? What could, do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's like this really bizarro thing and it's been, and it's been cutting off their funding mm. because of like these weird clauses that are in there. It's like, give me proof. Do right. You know I mean? Like just, when you say proof? verification, like you what? mean like they want like yeah. DNA tests that there is like native blood running in their No, no, no. Or? Proof of like, like that you've like that you have a track record, that you've done things. Like, give me numbers and metrics of things you've done. And it's like, but in my world, we don't have running water. Like, what metrics can I offer you? I you understand what, what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. if I've done nothing, do you know what I mean? Like, if, if a person has done nothing and they have no access, what can they show you that they've done? And that's what's so weird about, like, these funding schemes, right? That it's just like, well, who has done stuff? Well, the people with the parents, mm-hmm. with money and access and that they've had access all this time well they've done all kinds of things in their lives they've been a part of all kinds of things do you mean like my aunt or my uncle or like you know so-and-so's dad Mm -hmm. you know got me my first job and got like this and did this and hooked up and of course you've got like numbers and tangible things and you know what I mean it doesn't mean that like none of these people are talented because right the 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 other argument they'll say well I, I you know I worked hard I studied I did this but it's like you still had access though like and to not acknowledge that is one thing and I think on the other end you have to acknowledge too right okay yeah people who have access also are talented just because you have access doesn't mean you're dumb right or just because you have access doesn't mean you don't deserve to be where you are but it's It's just that it was paved yeah right And, and there's there has to be like that recognition of you know it was much easier for me than like for people who have to like, you know, like the difference between men and women. Do you know what I mean? Like a woman has to work 10, 20 times harder to attain the same level of wealth. Yeah, mm-hmm. You know sure. what I'm saying? Like it's just, it, it is what it is, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I think also too, um, man, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but maybe we'll, maybe we'll just we'll speak about this and then we'll yeah. go back. But yeah. um, that makes me think, because we had a conversation last week and we said we were going to continue it this week. And it's basically, um, you know, when I first heard of crypto, which was like 2012, um, the way in which it was introduced to me was that it would disrupt capitalism and it would disrupt the way in which we um our relationship with like transaction our relationship with the way we deal with money or even just the way we um do exchange and that um it would you know shift culture but 
something that I see is that the corporations and the capitalists are now in this world. And so I'm wondering from maybe like your perspective, um, how can, I guess, those original values be maintained and upheld within like the crypto NFT world? Right. So the, I think that the, um, the, the ecosystem itself and, and the perspective and the reasons for creating the blockchain, you know, and that sort of thing um, has all the right things, right? It, it's about decentralization. It's about not controlling and hoarding information, not controlling and hoarding, you know, all the things, right? It's about access, right? And um, transparency, which is not generally what you see in, in, in the capitalist system, right. right? There's no transparency. Like, And by transparency, for people who don't understand that, it's like all of us being able to see what you're up to, what your company is up to. It's usually pretty guarded, right? And, and you don't know what anybody's doing um, until maybe you see something like an oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico. Very true. You're like, oh, my God, things have gone really offside over there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there's all of that, you know, and, and having um, better ways of doing things like voting and, um, you know, giving people an ability to create wealth or create ownership and and um, that kind of thing and, and generational wealth and just all kinds of things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but within it, because there is an already existing system of, um, what's the word I'm looking for, of investing mm-hmm. and, and wealth building, all of those people are looking at this space in ways of like, how can we utilize this space, you know, um, to build more wealth mm-hmm. or to build wealth for our firm or our people or, our, you know what I mean, all the things that they're doing in, mm-hmm. in, in finance, right? So financial people in finance are looking at it like, ooh, is there something, you know, um, that I, is it like opportunistically, mm-hmm. is there something that I can do here? Is there something that I can build here? There are the few people that are like coming into it like, oh, I could build something really new and really amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I come from a lot of money or I'm par- I'm a part of like a huge fund, a huge hedge fund or whatever, mm-hmm. like maybe we can build or invest in something because we just want to do some good. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so there are people, you know, doing good, um, trying to make some impact, you know what I mean? That sort of thing. But that is the general ethos of the space, the general feeling of like what's supposed to be happening mm-hmm. is that people are supposed to be doing all the right things. People are, are, for example, if you bring up, like openly bring up in a conversation with a bunch of people in crypto and NFTs and you say like, you know, hey, so how many people of color are on your board or how many people of color are on your team? How many of your devs, your developers, of, like of your project or your collection are people of color or women, mm-hmm. right? People don't get offended in this space. It is an understood thing that I should be checking my shit. I mean, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Like I should be checking, um, you know, our our what we're doing, our project. And and there's an active, there's an it it seems to be like well um, 
what's the word like well received Mm -hmm. like people aren't like all up in arms like of course you have like misogynists like it's not like they've disappeared (laughs) do you know what I mean of course they're there but but generally it's pretty well received and people if they haven't thought of it consciously they're not upset that you've brought it up do you know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know what? And and you hear it every now and then here and there. They're like, you know, let's, you know, let's boost the women. Like how many like women creators are there? Give me the names of all kinds of women creators. Like you see it on Twitter. You see it in conversations. Like, mm-hmm. you know, let's do a thing all about, you know, women. Let's push women. Let's push. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. so there is an active um, acceptance and understood thing in the space of like like more access, you know, recognition of yeah, there have been a lot of closed doors and gatekeepers. We understand what gatekeepers are now. Do you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. and and there's a real um, there's a real distaste for gatekeeping. Yeah. So yeah. So okay, we went there, yeah. but I want to <laughs> go. Is like amazing. I just love it. Just smells futuristic. I love it. Well, I wanted to also go because you had some things you wanted to talk about. Yeah, I mean, just some everyday stuff. Right? Okay, what's yeah. that? Um, favorite Christmas music, right? Oh my god! Oh my god! Let's do it. Okay, there's a silly. Okay, so I like silly Christmas music, and I hate. I like I like silly soulful Christmas music. I hate it. Why? Oh my I don't god, like need, Mariah Carey singing. Well, I, okay, so Even Mariah sillier. Carey, the song, the song, couple songs that Kari played when he was here, mm-hmm. right? But I don't need renditions of Jingle Bells and. Uh, Frosty the Snowman like give me just <laughs> oh like original God. soul Christmas songs like I don't need it to be like oh yeah this is the black version didn't of this the song didn't they cover Frosty the Snowman I know they did I saw Mommy Who? Kissing Santa Claus the Jackson like 5 oh yeah the Jackson okay, 5 okay I'll take that yeah, one yeah. I do like that what that, about that Barry White though did Barry White do anything does everybody yeah. roll out Barry White forever yeah yeah Barry White has a whole Christmas situation happening hello okay I'll take a little bit of that but (laughs) please I like I like Motown though and all the Motown artists have done at least one Christmas album oh my god I do not need it but I I like I like I like funk soul and and all that James Brown James Brown has like hundreds was amazing he's got hundreds that was like someone that felt like James Brown Oh, that wasn't James. That Brown. wasn't James Brown. No. Oh, that was great. Yeah, and and I, I like the instrumentals. <laughs> like, there's some really great. I want to play them, but I don't want the algorithm to like, cut yeah. my show but off. I, that was so good. <laughs> that, that was like six. It was like six songs of like James Brown, like Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, you got oh, it. wasn't James Brown, but somebody that like yeah, funky Christmas, yeah, that was great. funky soulful, jazzy Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, James it's fun. Brown we vibe. but we need some Kwanzaa songs and we need some Kwanzaa. um solstice, some winter solstice and summer oh solstice. Winter solstice. Yeah. yeah, today's the winter solstice. Yeah, winter Everyone solstice. has to make their. All right, but I gotta get everybody's favorite Christmas. Song their first. wishes and their dreams <laughs> and their. <Deja. laughs> what is your favorite Christmas song? <laughs> My favorite. Oh, oh, I know. It's this Tony Braxton song. It's called Santa Please. Sing it, sing it. Mm-mm. Santa Please. Do you think we'll that. get in trouble if I like try to just find this? Oh no! Play just sh- a, like two, three seconds. Maybe we won't catch you. Tamar Braxton is on background vocals. <gasps> Ooh, um, it came out nice. in like two thousand one. Like her. My mom plays it every I year like we her. open presents. Yeah. She's okay. Good. She's interesting. Present opening after this YouTube. Ad. Tony Braxton. Um, but I love, I love, oh, I love so much. 
so R&Bzy. Her um, ex-husband See, was in mint condition, and I feel like I, th- if I remember correctly, he had a part in producing this entire album. Okay. See, I can dig this. I don't want to get in trouble, but see, that's original. Okay, that's that's good. not like Santa Claus. <laughs> but she didn't get into it yet. You never know. She might be right. She might start singing about Frosty. Oh my god! The first god. word is literally Santa. <laughs> Hilarious. But yeah, what what is your favorite song, Piper? I just love I I love all these soulful Christmas songs. They're so funny. There's this one that I want to play. Wait, this song is hilarious to me. Um, I like to play jokey songs because oh my gosh. they make me laugh. You is would it, be fun isn't at there like, like a taco Christmas, Christmas song. Is there a taco Christmas song or something? There's a taco Christmas or fiesta Christmas song or something. Or am I crazy? No, no. I feel see. like I heard something like that a before. Taco Christmas song. Like kids. I'm making well, okay. tacos for Christmas. The funniest Christmas song that I played today was Santa Fly. Santa Fly. Santa Fly. Santa Fly. Wait, where's the, <laughs> the Santa Fly? Wait, and where's the other one? The Happy Birthday Jesus? Oh, oh no. Wait, wait, wait. Oh my God. While you find that, I've got to find this Happy Birthday Jesus. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Wait, wait, you guys, listen. This is funky right here. Hold on. Oh God, Piper! <laughs> My grandparents anyway, would have that song that is so fun. <laughs> That song is so. Well, let's fun. talk about my favorite compared to that. Okay, I just like the simple Nat King Cole compared to that. Happy birthday, oh Jesus! Look at her face. Oh my God! Nat King Cole. Where's your where's your song? I don't really have a favorite Christmas song. I'm just like whatever. Um, that's why I thought there was a taco song. <laughs> but I did find there is a taco I song. Want, I did find today's Taco ver- Tuesday. I know it is Taco Tuesday. I'm making bitter tacos for I'm Christmas. Hungry. My mom is obsessed with the vegan ones of those. I found a really interesting one it's that I thought might be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just out of curiosity. Um, okay. So one is by Yoko Ono. Wow. <laughs> I've got to hear this. Happy Christmas. Okay. The War is Over by yeah. Yoko Ono. Okay. That's right. And the other one, I've never heard it. The other one is <laughs> so Last Christmas by Wham. Okay. Ooh, let's hear that I one. I want to hear that one. Hold on. Last Christmas. Wham. By Wham. Wham. I just, wham. out of curiosity, w- I just oh. have to hear that. I love those. I love like those. Those are fun. Wham. Those are fun. Right? No? They shook things. That's like me liking Gucci Mane's Christ- mm-hmm. all his Christmas albums. He has Christmas albums? Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, for Come sure. Come on. That's hilarious. So is oh this the God. right song? Hold on. Oh, that sounds whammy. Sounds super whammy. Why is, is it wham? number one on their Spotify right now, is it For real? Yeah. <laughs> hilarious. I was just curious oh, no to way. see if it was like in their like, last Christmas. Hey. I you yeah. I like this. Get it, Brittany. I do like this one. Yeah, you know you love it. <laughs> hey. Mm-hmm. I'll give it to someone special. Yeah. Uh-oh, yeah. sing it, yeah. Deja. 
<laughs> All right, we can't get in trouble. That's a little, that's a lot. That was good though. I do like that. I do like that. Wait, where's yours, Deja? Mine. Um, I said Tony Braxton, but I'll I'll go again since you picked me again. Oh, wait, wait, you did wait, you did Tony Braxton. Wait, did Britney do hers? Yeah, I said I want a simple Nat King. I don't even have to play it. Nat King Cole. Come on, Chestnuts. you gotta play the Nat King Cole but just I'll a say little bit. James Brown, Santa Claus goes straight to the ghetto. Okay, oh yeah, that's a great that. one. I'm about to play that oh, one. Yeah. Hold on, James Let's Brown. That. Yeah, that one's really good. Santa Claus. <laughs> he, I, I literally found <laughs> about a hundred. That's original. Ghetto. That's so original. <laughs> I found about a hundred James Brown Christmas. Oh yeah. He didn't play no games. Santa Claus. Straight to the ghetto. If you don't start moving when you hear this, right? Get up your reindeer. Right. Uh, and go straight to the ghetto. Santa Claus. Man, I want to watch this. Oh, so wait. Special now. Wait, just ghetto. when you just when you thought it couldn't get any better. I know. <laughs> wait. Christmas time. Wait, wait. Christmas Look time. how he upgraded. He upgraded over Christmas here. Wait, hold on. <laughs> oh no! Come on. Ooh, that's a good one. Oh. His drummer was bad, man. Okay, that's enough that for that. Nice. <laughs> it's, that like one's that. really good. So good. So <laughs> good. I have to mention so the Vince Guaraldi trio Christmas Time is here. Which one? Um, I love Vince that. Guaraldi from Charlie Brown. What was the one you were Christmas just singing? Time. Oh, oh yes. I love that. <laughs> Come on, you have to play that. Oh my that. God, I love that <laughs> one. Sing it, Deja. What is that? Christmas Time? I love it. I need to add some of these Wait, tunes what is, to um, my collection. Jessica said, I remember Last Christmas by Wham. Yes. Wait, sing it, Deja. That's all I know. Christmas my mom knows time. it. That's a great that's one. A that's our beautiful thing. one. I'm finding that's it right now. Thing. Yeah. YouTube commercial. That one makes me, like, my heart melt. And that's I Christmas. Cry. That feels like Christmas. Yeah. That's when original. you're doing the tree. It's original. It's not like Christmas. Oh, wait, wait, wait. What about this other one? Um, it's Christmas Time by, oh, I sent this Feliz one out today. Navidad. Wait, wait. What? We got to hear a little bit of this. Feliz Which one? Feliz Navidad. 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 This is a beautiful. You're gonna make me cry. <laughs> oh, that piano! In my heart. Just the texture. It is so true. Oh yeah, the um. It's layered in Christmas, right? The violin and the bass. Everything. I just mm-hmm. I can visually see like the the photo the picture panning in the Charlie Brown special as it like rained or snowed and it was just like the Christmas lights and like the bare trees. It's mm-hmm. the upright like, bass. I remember, yeah. That upright bass is so I wanna go watch whispery. I wanna it's this just, go this home feels really like, good. <laughs> you should loop this, Deja. This is fire. Don't don't inspire me, Brittany. I'm sorry. (laughs) She's gonna put a Dilla beat under it. Man, this is crazy funky. You can get a lot out of this. No, I'm gonna make it. You can get a lot out of this. I'm gonna keep it soft. Good. 
Oh my god. All right, pipe. Okay. Last, um, last one. All right. So this is the one I sent around today. This one is so funky. It's called um, "It's Christmas Time," and it's by I guess it's a group called Mr. President. <laughs> I like this one. Good beat. Oh, I was waiting for them to get those horns in there. Okay, that's enough of that. Yeah, that was fire. That was hot. We should make a Christmas playlist. That was great, guys. Look at you guys. Somebody play that Yoko one. I'm so curious. Okay, what's it called? What is it? Uh, The Yoko. Yoko Yoko Ono has a Christmas, huh? Yeah. What is Yoko? Happy Christmas. War is over. Something like that. Got it. I found it. You found it? Mm -hmm. Okay, let's hear it. After this YouTube ad. That's why you got to get on to... uh, the Spotify. You're right, I do. I'm an old lady. I had it for a while. I had it for a second too, and then I'm like, eh. Then you had enough. Is this oh, it? Oh, I love this. Are you kidding me? This is a classic too. Oh. I love this. You won't just be gone. Yeah, remember this? Yeah. I do remember this. Oh my yeah. god. This is from when I was little. I love it. Yes, yes, this yes. Is this is it. The near and the dear ones. Wow. Shouts out to uh, Rania Soul, DJ, music producer. I see you on here. Woo. I see Jessica Hernandez is on here. Jessica. Hello. And a happy new year. Love it. I love this song. Me too. It reminds me of being a kid. Yeah, this is nostalgic for real. Yeah. And then you go up the octave, <laughs> right? And you're like, Oh my God, this is amazing. What did Rania say? Make her smile. <laughs> this music makes up. me yeah. smile. Everybody's got to sing. Everybody's got to sing with us. Oh, I guess not anymore. Yeah, I mean, we can't get in trouble. Yeah, that's true. This with melody the was amazing. Mom. Glad we found it. that. Me Thank too. you. That Thank good, you, right? Pilar. That was good. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. And you know, Pilar's a DJ, so she knows how to dig. I love it. I love that. I was just that curious. Was I didn't so know what it was. I was like, it's funny. It's gotta be something. You don't know the names, but then you hear it and you're like, I totally forgot about it. Wow, now I know the name of that. That's so dope. Happy Christmas. Okay, so that's Ayoko. going on the playlist. So oh, no. last Christmas yeah. thing before we talk about some Kwanzaa stuff. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite Christmas movie? 
I don't really know. It's it's got to be. Oh, you know what it is? Merry Christmas, movie house. <laughs> <laughs> it's what a wonderful that? life. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> I I do love a wonderful life. That's a classic. Yeah, my mom used to be like, Piper, hit that. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's my jam. Remember when he was in the bank? Oh, oh man. My god. Oh my god. I haven't actually watched A Wonderful Life in a really, 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 really long time. <laughs> like a long time. I, he was such a grumpy face, but I love that movie. That I movie like is awesome. A Christmas Story for me. Like, I love that. Well, yeah, A Christmas Story. Oh, my God. What's your favorite part? When he beats the kid's ass. Aw, you're abusive. <laughs> Are you kidding me? When he's like, ho, 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 and kicks him in the face with the boot. No, when he, and he like... knocks him down the, <laughs> no. the slide. No, when he's face like first. on top of the kid with his glasses off, just punching the kid. Oh, the other kid. Yeah. And uh, what about... No, I know everyone loves the part with when he <laughs> stuck his tongue to the pole. That's like the yeah. number one. Oh, my gosh. Or what one. about when he uh, had the uh, the leg... The leg lamp and the wife broke. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> she, and, he, and what about when he got the package and he was like, fragile. <laughs> oh, my God. That movie is so funny. Like, to this day, like, on cue funny. Right? But what about the uh, the teacher? Remember when, when he had a he had a dream that he got like all A's and, and she was dancing around A plus plus plus, plus. <laughs> Yeah, that's my movie, right? Yeah, you can tell movie. I love that it's, movie. Yeah, right? I love it's that movie. One. It's a good one. It's a legit one. I love Home Alone for me, you know, nineties. Yeah. That's a great Home one. Alone. Love Home Alone. Um, can you guys think of any other ones? I love, love Alf. Oh, oh my God! God. Yeah. Classic, right? It is such a classic. I'm a What did um? What did <laughs> Rania say? Which Which one is your favorite, Rania? The uh, the Christmas story is that the one you're saying? Can folks put in the chat your favorite? Yeah, um, please in the chat. We gotta see what What are you guys' favorite Christmas films? Uh, yeah, there's some good ones. There's some good ones, right? Yeah. Oh, wait. Isn't one of those... Wait, what film is that that's like... Oh, um, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. Christmas. That's, a, Ghostbusters. that's a Christmas movie, right? I haven't seen that one Because it happens really around Christmas. Around Christmas. I like movies like yeah, that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Me too. Oh, yeah. Christmas Story and Home Alone. Yeah. yeah. And, um, oh, oh, you know what else is a Christmas... Um, 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 you got the my one, cheeks hurt. The one with the, with, with the building and, and it blew up. Oh my God! Not, not no. The building didn't blow up. Um, um, oh, oh, oh! Um, with what's his name? In the eighties. Yeah. Um, and they did like a, Bruce Willis. Yeah, they did like four. Oh, of Die them. Hard. Die yeah. Hard. Yeah. I love Die, Die Hard. Is dope. Oh my God! So I just watched that Die movie Hard. the other week. Oh, like, did it blow your mind? Yeah, it's so good. good. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I, and you know it's crazy. What? So like a week after that, I went to go. I was trying to go see um, Kruger Megan in Royal Oak, which is like a couple weeks ago. Anyway, I drove past the airport. <laughs> And there were like literally like like twenty five airplanes just hanging in the sky when I That's drove so past creepy. DTW, and I was what? like, "What the fuck?" I thought it was like stars, and, I, and I'm like, "No, nah, wow. there's That's nothing else." That's kind of fascinating. They could land. Really I don't know what was going on. They were just they. I don't know if they were all coming in at the same time, oh, which would have been absurd. And then they were just. They were all That's like just yeah. there, and then like even when I got around to like telegraph, so mind you, I'm like headed toward the city, 
But I like got around to telegraph after I passed the airport, like mm-hmm. after like those blue football things, and I was like, oh. they were still over there, and I'm like, wow, where? Why are all of these planes here right now? It was nuts. They were aliens. Immediately thought of Die Hard, and I'm like, oh yeah, my god, Die Hard is really really good. <laughs> yeah, Die Hard was good. Yeah. All of them Same. were good. They were. Yep, all of them. Were good. Um, just seen it. Oh, uh, in the chat, a Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah, I love. Oh. I love a Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. I'm gonna yep. watch that when I get home. Classic. Yeah. Yes, that is a very, classic. very classic. I just wanted to talk about that. I think that stuff is so fun. Like, the time of the year, like, the fact that it comes with, like, music. It comes with, like, so much nostalgia. Like, mm-hmm. I remember my one of my favorite Christmas gifts was unwrapping an envelope, and there were TLC tickets inside of it. Ooh. And that was, like, my first concert. Like, Christmas was such a TLC? TLC. Okay, wait, wait. Concert. How old were you? 14, 15? No, not even. Like, eight. I you was, went to a concert? Yeah, fan mail. Uh-uh. Wow. I know. What was so your mom sad. thinking? No. <laughs> Shoot, my mom she liked me to too. see Usher in 2001 for my birthday. I was 15 and my mom wouldn't let me go to a concert. She what? was like, no, you are not going. You're a six, child. Six. What, what, what was your first concert? Oh or, God, and what eight? How old are you? first concert yeah. was, um, what was my first concert? I guess it would have been like the Stones. They were doing their like nice. Tour. What what like, year is this? Oof. Is this nineties? Yeah, like late nineties. Yeah, like would have been like yeah. They did a. They were doing like their yeah. Like, they did around. like another round. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you guys I don't remember them. them. I was. Like, I looked at Dave. <laughs> I was like, I'll probably never get. To, I was like, I'll probably never get to see the Stones. Like this would be my only opportunity to ever see. You know when mm-hmm. those bands yeah. come around, you're like, yeah. this is the only opportunity. This is of it. Of course. Like, yeah. If I don't see them now, that's it. I will yeah. never. They'll be dead. Like I'll yeah. never see them. Right. I always so, take those. Like, yeah. what if this is my only chance to see them? Yeah. No, my first concert was Michael Jackson. Lucky ass. I was wow. 14 and I, was, I passed did out. Did you paint? You're <laughs> one of those. <laughs> I painted. What, what was he? Um, that was like right after Thriller and before Bad. So it was like, because like Thriller was like 83, 84. Did he perform anything from Bad that hadn't come out yet? Did he get any, No, like, because I saw him, it had to be like 87. 87 88 and so i was like no it was before then it was like 86 this was was like when he was like at his peak and not like Mm -hmm. you know cutting up his face and he was just starting he was just yeah yeah. he was just starting he's still human looking yeah and 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 so like (laughs) thriller had been out but like he didn't have his new music out like he didn't have like bad so it was like in between it was like 86 and i think i was 14 and um my my mom let me go with her boyfriend at the time's daughter. And we went together and I can only just explain to you, like he came out and then it was like the lights and the this and the that. And he did this thing. Like it was like you were waiting for like so long for like him to come out. And I don't remember if there was an opener. I'll be honest with you. I just remember looking through, it was like my first concert and it was, um, I think it was either Joe Louis Arena or something oh, like oh, that. Here. Okay, okay. Yeah, and um, I'm looking around and it was huge. It was either Joe Lewis or Kobo. I can't remember. But I'm looking around and it was like, you know, all these people, you know, I had never seen that before. I mean, he got us these perfect seats like right down in front. 
That's crazy. And um, well, it was like standing and and, and 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 but anyway, he he came out and no, you were waiting and waiting and waiting, and they were flashing the lights all over the place, and then all of a sudden it was like da da, and I was like. It was like the lights, you know what I mean? And he did this thing. It was like he did this thing. He did this like gyration towards you. He was like, boom. And I was like, ah! I was just like, because he had on like sequins and sparkles. I can like feel it. It was amazing. It was electric. I was like, ah! like to this day, like when I think of Michael Jackson, I always remember that. And she, my family teased me forever because like when you pass out, at a venue <laughs> like security comes and they have to like wake you up and stuff and then you have to fill out a, a report oh my gosh no you have to fill out like an incident report and then they um they like they like they can't let you like just go back to your seat i was like i'm good i'm good they can't and, and plus you're a kid so it's like you have Whole to another level of yeah stuff. you have to go back there and then they have to make sure you're okay and they have to like contact your parents and all this stuff and I was like oh my God. it was like a thing do they have to reach your parents or just mm-hmm. reach out to your parents no they have to reach your parents oh my God. and then like my, my mom had to come <laughs> my mom was pissed oh my God. my mom was like you can't handle Michael Jackson bro <laughs> <laughs> literally let my child pass out I'll be like oh for my real God. But and but but I stood with security while I waited for my mom, and I was just so like jamming. Like, I was like, ah, I was just like jamming. <laughs> Yo, oh my god! They were like, hilarious. yeah. Hilarious. They were like, you should go home. I was like, I don't want to go home. I don't want to go home. They were like, you got to go home. But it took Who's my bad? mom a minute. Who's bad? And and that was before cell phone, so you had to like go to the office right, right. to like go to a phone like a wire so you actually phone. had to like leave right. I was back there like you know like just <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no. you know that, that's hilarious I wonder if people For can put in the chat who are listening like yeah. online and not watching the the feed they just did like the move from remember the time oh my god that's how you're in your time <laughs> oh right 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 and and can people put in the chat like what your like what was your first concert and like how old were you when yes. you went you know someone i wish i had seen in concert who and i never have janet mm. i know oh. I can't believe I haven't seen she's her. Gonna, she Go was in back Vegas, out, right? right? I don't know. But she, she was in Vegas for a while. She had a Vegas residency, I think. That's really? Vegas. I didn't even know that. I Wait, think. Where, where Let me have see. I been? Oh, my God. I need to see Janet before I die. I cannot, I cannot no, exist on the planet Earth without seeing Janet at least she's once. Amazing. What's wrong with me? I absolutely adore her. I wish I could have seen me? her in the 90s. Me too. Oof. I, I saw her. my last lifetime was cut short. Like We, we saw her in the 80s with the Control album. Oh, that album was on. dope. Yeah, that was Wait, like. Was if I think on I was. That? Was if on that? If. Mm, she still might like, be in Vegas. She for sure was I'm in Vegas sure. in 19. I might just have to go I'm to Vegas sure. for Christmas. I have to look that up just to go yeah, see Janet. I know, right? No, oh when she God. did, when she did all that control, boom, doom, doom, boom, doom, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do, control. I like, no. I like the real R and B Janet. <laughs> the, Which one? Let's when she was married to James DeBarge. Before dun, 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 that was control. That's control. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I like if her. It, then. It, what? What's if on? What's if on? 
I love that video. I love the choreography. The choreography is ill. It might be. I love it. I don't. I don't know. It's not the. I was like, I can live in this video. (laughs) That's so funny. Janet. I can live in here. That's gotta be like. That's like later. That's on. That's on. Yeah, I love that choreography. I like this album cover, man. My first concert like was Tanya Usher. Oh my god, was when, Usher? What album mm-hmm. was it? You said two thousand and one. Yeah, uh, he was at Shane Park. My mom took me to see him, and he like brought this bed out on the stage. And he how old was butt? he? He brought a butt out, a, a bed, bed. Out. a bed. A oh bed no! For the stage performance. And my mom, <gasps> did your mom my cover eyes. your? Yeah, oh I was six years old. They were. It was my Whoa. first concert, six ah! first album. Six yes. years old. You was at a was concert. Confessions, or that's why mom. you love music. My mama, yes. Was it confessions? Did. No, it was uh seven. No, nah, confessions is way later. Like, um, you don't have to call. Oh, that, that was the jam. That was such a good album. It's okay, girl, because I'm gonna be alright tonight. That video was fresh. I could have lived in that video. That was live. We found it's an umbrella okay. there. I was okay, like, Rania says Salt and Pepper was her first. Ooh, yes. That was a live show. In I the 10th bet. grade. Ooh. Would, mm-hmm. Yeah. You went back to school mm-hmm. bragging. Mm-hmm. I sure now, did. Man, ooh, we, now, we saw, we saw Salt and Pepper tough. in 80. We saw Salt and Pepper 88. Mm. Oh, when it was up. I like how the song it. goes. Oh, oh, push baby, it good. Baby. Mm. Ooh, baby, baby. Yeah, that was oh. fun. Right? When they yeah. had the jackets. When that when that bass line dropped. So, where did you see them? It was either it was either um I always I always get them confused. So it was either Cobalt or Joe Lewis, but I always get them confused because all the it was uh, the was, centers used to be. I can't it. remember if all the hip hop shows were at Joe Lewis or if they were at Kobo. And it was so long ago because most of those shows we saw like in the mid 80s. Mm. And when you went to both, ooh, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they were going to one or, one or the other. Um, who, what did she say? Show. What did she say there? Who? What does that say, Brittany? Um, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Right? Yeah, the the salt and pepper eighty eight. Oh my god, oh, man, we was in there push it. push it, push it, we was in there pushing it. They were doing that. My first album that I was gifted was probably that Usher album. But I wow. Speaking of like Christmas, I remember when my family got me Kim albums for Christmas. K E M. Yes, in two thousand five. How old were you? Nine Fire. years old. Really. Wow, yeah. that's why you and, like music. And I got a Nintendo wow. uh, DS that year. I remember playing like Bowling. the Incredibles game to Ken. See, it was Game and, Boy Color for like, me. Like my aunts and my cousins <laughs> would come in and be like, "Deja, what are you listening to?" Like, it was my present. What do when you love calls your name, the real Hilarious. version, not the radio. <laughs> Sing version. it. It's on my list. <clears throat> Sing it. Sing it, Britney. Girl. <laughs> No, what else did I want to talk about? Okay, we got to keep this rolling because we got a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, it's like a reunion when we get back on this show. I know. I yeah. I, <laughs> so good. It's good girl have you, talk. Have you guys <laughs> seen the noise that Marvel is making with this new Spider-Man movie? I know you want to no. see it. Oh my gosh, Man. I want to see it so bad. So it's mm-hmm. it's not a spoil. This is not a spoiler. It's out now, right? I love all the all things. three. Sp- Spider-Mans are in this movie. They've tied together three different trilogies of Spider-Man. No. Mm-hmm. Yes. <gasps> right? And there's like all this like uh Doctor Strange's science fiction, multiple universes. Did you guys see the Spider into the Spider-Verse? 
Mm-mm. You guys didn't see the first Black Spider Man movie? Mm. Well, I saw the I saw the first. The wait, which, oh no! no I, I think she's about okay, the movie. You guys movie. have to watch that from a cinematography's perspective. Okay. They blend all the different types of like anime animation together. Anime, uh, like comic book style animation, three D. They you're uh, talking about this? White. You're no, talking about this so movie before this? No, no, no. Mm-hmm. so the before, one before. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. Let's start clear, like Tobey Maguire, right? He was Mm -hmm. the first Spider-Man, right? Right. The one first live action. Then there was Andrew Garfield, which was the amazing Spider-Man, right? Mm -hmm. So then they started with Tom. The third one is Tom Holland. So they basically restarted it because there was like this whole like Sony, Marvel, right? And Sony had a version of Spider-Man, but then Marvel purchased it. So I was going to say they're the rights. Yeah. Started yep. Going, yeah. Yep. So with that, like it allowed for kind of like different universes of Spider-Man to kind of come together. Mm-hmm. So in between the I'd say right in between Andrew Garfield and the Tom Holland Spider-Man's, they created Sony created the Into the Spider-Verse. So a lot of people were calling for like, what's his name? Uh, Childish Gambino to be the first black Spider-Man. OK. For this one? For live action, just in general. People, mm-hmm. let's say like five, six years ago, were like, oh, my God, like we need a black Spider-Man. So they didn't do a live action black Spider-Man. They did an animated version of it, which when it first dropped, people were like, oh, why does the black one have to be animated? But as far as Turns like out. it was it's one of the top movies animation movies ever mm-hmm. right like literally mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's probably going to be studied it was so phenomenal okay so from that they realized that people were digging the different universes like the multiverses of like let's just say like they're being ultimate ultimate universes basically right mm-hmm. So with that, this new movie, they do kind of like a live action of multiple universes. And that's how they're able to get back all three Spider-Mans, right? So depending on what age group, right? My age group is Tom Holland. Deja's is probably more like Andrew Garfield. And then like the new age kids like that are like a little bit younger than Deja are the Tom Holland. So you get all three. And not to mention MJ is Zendaya, right? Who's amazing. Who doesn't love her? I'm just so excited for this movie. I hear it's not cheesy. It's perfect. It's amazing. <clears throat> I want to go see it. Me too. I like see I it. am so excited. So and it comes out it. tomorrow. No, it's already out. It's been it. It's it did a it had a great box office weekend. It came out last Friday. Okay. So. Are people going to the theater? Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, like it was sold out like weeks like in Whoa. advance, right? Yeah. Ooh. Super excited about that. So when I see it, I'll have to tell you guys about how it was. But you're going to the drive-in, right? Yeah, that's what I plan to do yeah. tomorrow, I guess. Okay. So, yeah. Tomorrow's a good thing. I mean, Ooh, you know, drive-in. back in the day, yeah. I know, right? all these good movies came out during Christmas time. That was the time to bring out your movie. Remember, I think like Star Wars opened on Christmas and, you know. <gasps> oh, Jessica, tell us how what your thoughts were rated on a scale of 1 to 10, Spider-Man. Um... So, Deja, the song we listened to today was from Bandcamp. And I got introduced to Bandcamp Piper through Jamal that came on here. What's his rap name? Um, Buff One. Yes, Buff One. Mm -hmm. I got introduced to Bandcamp through Buff One because he was telling us that's where he was releasing his project at the time he came on the show about a couple years ago. Yeah. And then Deja, you've extended my love of Bandcamp because that's where you put your albums. Mm -hmm. And the Christmas song that we played today um, before we started the podcast came from Bandcamp. Deja, please give us your expertise on Bandcamp and if you're a music lover, you know, not free advertising for 
band camp, but yeah. it's a good ecosystem. I want you to talk about it. It is. I'm trying to pull up the stats right now just to get like the correct percentages. But basically the thing about band camp, um, for those of you who don't know, it is just like a hub where you can purchase um music from independent artists or independent labels, um, merchandise, be it like vinyls, cassette tapes, uh, CDs. Um, one artist I really admire, he was uh, selling like customized lighters at one point. Mm, uh, people, it. yeah, with like random album it. covers on the lighters. Yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> part of like a beat, uh, part of like a beat pack. So that was really cool. Um, but yeah, people just use it to to profit independently, really, because you don't get money from streaming services. Um, or YouTube, uh, I mean, like after you have so many views and plays, you do, but streaming services really don't pay what they should. So Bandcamp is a way close. for yeah. people to get like, you know, what they deserve pretty much. Of course, Bandcamp right. takes a percentage of their own and then because they have to transfer it to your bank account, there's like a sure. fee for that too. Right, but sure. yeah, uh, it's a, a great platform. And then... Um, during the pandemic, well, since it started, they were doing like Bandcamp Fridays, which is where, um, like I think, like on the first Friday of the month, they would give full profit to every artist. So if you were to purchase something through Bandcamp to support an artist you'd like, be it a project wow. or some merchandise or whatever, the artist would get one hundred percent of the profit. Um, Are they still doing that? Yeah, they had their last one wow. of the year, I think, um, like on the first Friday of December or maybe even like the first Friday of November. Nice. Um, they were doing it monthly, but now I'm not sure how they're going to move doing it in 2022. Okay. Mm-hmm. But being that the pandemic is still a thing, I hope that they do still show that support to artists because it did help a lot. Um and then it feels good knowing like where your money is going and that your money will yeah. help like the person that has improved your life or your well-being and however yeah. you receive their art, mm-hmm. that they will have something to sustain what they need to do to keep going, to keep creating stuff that you enjoy. And not even like from that selfish standpoint, but just, you know, just being able to help someone that you really care about and just being able to put that in their pocket is really important because too many people touch have, you know, their hands on your money before you get it in the world anyway so it's just yeah, nice to music. be able to get that directly it's super gatekeepy yeah, it's, yeah. I love super it gatekeeper-ish. it reminds me of like SoundCloud but I like that you can actually purchase the music that you listen to and then they yeah. used to talk about the name your price yeah so that's another thing too um, artists can name their own price or labels too um, any creator on the platform you can name the price for however you want to for whatever you're releasing Amazing. So um, it can even be donation based. You can set your price to zero and then people can give you what they want to give you. I've gotten like $100 off of somebody donating to one of my projects that cost wow. $7 because they liked me and appreciated what I did that That's much. That's so Amazing. dope. That's I really love. love. Mm-hmm. And then people give more than that too. Um Yeah, so it's just a great thing. And then you really get to see like who loves you? Like who really <laughs> who appreciates your music? Yeah, and, yeah. wants to like support it, genuinely support it, and that's right. a really good feeling. Of course, times are hard for everybody, so I don't personally. I don't expect anybody to purchase my music. Like there are ways to get around paying for music, but I just really appreciate it when those that do pay for it do. And mm. then 
There's even like a message board for um, like projects where you can say like what your favorite track was or what you liked about the um, album when you make the purchase. That's when you're are people responding to your message board. They do sometimes. Mm -hmm. They'll tell me what their favorite song on my project was. And what what do they say? Um, they'll be like, well, it gives you a space to say what your favorite track is, and then you can include a message, and then people will, I don't remember what people have commented on mine, if they even have, but I know, like, I get Instagram feedback, so that's mm-hmm. good, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Bandcamp's, Bandcamp's really great. Um, yeah, I do put stuff on my SoundCloud, but not like I do on my Bandcamp. Yeah. Now, do you, so... On your band camp, are you like, okay, I'm going to put a project on my band camp and then I'm going to put experiments on my SoundCloud? Yeah, that was my mentality last year when I dropped my first project. And, mm-hmm. or, no, that was February. That was almost last year. Oh, my. Um, wow, that's crazy. That was almost, it's been a year since Piper made me drop that, you guys. That's wow. crazy. Wow. That's crazy. How did you pressure right? me? <laughs> but yeah. I didn't mean to pressure you. It was needed. Yes, she did. It was needed. And you definitely did. <laughs> you definitely <laughs> did. You definitely did. But it's all love. It's great. I'm so glad that you did. But um, dang, I don't even remember the question. Time is crazy. No, we're just talking about Bandcamp, you know. So I just I think it's, you know, we we are a platform where we talk a lot like about hip hop and we talk a lot about like the right hip hop being out there. We're getting into NFTs, which is access. Right. It's allowing people to set their value. And I think Bandcamp is like right there. Right. And it'd be mm-hmm. cool to see. Uh, Bandcamp think about NFTs and to be honest with you if they already haven't right so yeah I just wanted you to share that every week I'd, I'd like to to get into some type of resource where we're discussing like where we're not talking about the radio and what the mainstream is playing because I listened to Bandcamp all Saturday and just like SoundCloud it took me down a whole path right and then if I could if I wanted to I could stop at that moment and say I'm gonna buy this Mm -hmm. I love this another cool thing about Bandcamp is that like at least maybe as a creator you can control how many times people can listen to your project before it will force them to pay for it and it's really cute too it'll be like um, after you've are, are approaching like the max amount of plays it'll be like <laughs> the time has come to open thy wallet <laughs> it's funny. so cute it's I so cute it. that's funny it's cute. Like, so cute if you choose not to it's like it's a heart with that message and then the heart will like break apart oh, <laughs> oh, you don't want to oh. pay and buy it it's that's so crash that's funny. Yeah. That's funny, though. It's yeah, good. For sure. but I was going to ask you, Polar, so since we're, Brittany brought up NFTs, how does audio work in that world? Because I know people will put, like, I've seen artists putting their music videos and, like, visuals mm-hmm. in general on NFTs, but how does an audio track work in that world okay people are talking about it in our chat too this is good yeah you have to um you want to you need an image because there's you need an image in there like you need something visual to be in there Mm -hmm. but it can be anything you you could throw a photograph you can throw whatever your logo you know it doesn't have to be a video um and it also something that i that I, i i talk a lot about in um my club, the warehouse in in Clubhouse, uh-huh. because it's electronic. It's like house and and techno music. Um, a lot of producers, regardless of the genre, you know, we all have you know all kinds of hard drives with music that's not going to go anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Like pieces that got started, didn't 
you know, turn into anything, bits and pieces and all kinds of things, right? And so in this space, um, I was saying to a lot of people, like, you don't have to think in terms of, I have to put a whole song on there. I have to mint an entire song, you know, or an entire track or an entire piece or composed whatever um, into an NFT. You could take bits. You could take 12-second clips. You can take a riff. You can take, um, you know, whatever, like a, just a, a tiny little piece, like one layer. It doesn't ha- even have to be, you know what I mean? It could be anything. And I see people throwing that up all the time. They'll take maybe a sketch that they made, right? Or a digital whatever, a photo, some image that they've got. Um, and it can be collaborative. It can be with somebody else if you mm-hmm. don't do anything. But like, let's just say you're like, oh, I've got a phone. I could take a picture of... I don't know, a a gorgeous tree, okay? And it goes with this little riff that you've got. You've got this like 12 or 15 second riff of something or like a clip or like a bass line or something or I don't know, Some a piano sound. bit. Yeah, yeah, something. It's going nowhere. It's going to go nowhere. There is you've just had you have hundreds of these sitting in mm-hmm. your whatever. So you slap them together in one of the apps, you know what I whatever yep, yeah. that you um like um, to create like a video clip you want to you want to create an mp4 right mm-hmm. so you create your little mp4 you connect the visual with the audio you stick them together you know you download it into like a whole little 12 second 15 second clip and you mint that do you know what I mean? And it's yours. You got it. You own, yeah. right? You own the music. That's your music. Like nobody owns it, right? And so it can be a spoken word. It can be anything you want, like absolutely anything. And it doesn't have to be complete piece, pieces because I know a lot of people are, you know, they get stressed about it because, oh, what if somebody takes that music and, you know, exploits it and does something with it? Like, do you know what I mean? Sells it to whatever, whatever. You don't have to worry about that. Um, and if that is a thing, you know, you can maybe like if you feel like it, you can add that into you can factor that into the price. I was right? going to ask, because and wouldn't you just forfeit the the right to the profit at that point? You can you, and you can yeah. write in there like that you own the IP, like the IP comes with this. Do you know what I mean? And you mm-hmm. change your pricing structure for yeah. that and you say like you can exploit it once you buy this piece what you know whatever you exploit it do whatever you want with it like sell it to a film company and you know what I mean whatever get it placed mm-hmm. whatever you want to do with it it's yours so you could do all kinds of things there's wow. you would be interested in something called async um what is it async dot what if they, I think it's async dot art I, I want to play you guys something in a second <clears throat> but yeah so people are taking their music and they're putting in all their layers, right? In async, you can put all your layers and people, they come in and they buy a piece. But what happens when they buy it is what I buy is going to be different from what you buy because on async, it formulates, it generates a new version of all the parts. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So all the parts So are like there. it would change the key or like it would be a different piece of the song section of the song just, that you used to put in an nft yeah so you put all the different parts that you want used and async Mm. uses i believe they use ai like they just 
you know, have like a, an algorithm that generates a different version of it. It just chooses different parts. And the that's version really you cool. get is different is. from the version I get. And that's my NFT. That's your NFT. And, you know, there are all kinds yeah. of things are happening. I want to play you guys something real quick. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. Let's see if it comes through right. Okay. I sold one NFT at $700. And then imagine me looking at it the next week and seeing it selling for 34000 that's what this. That's what it's scaled that's up. That's what an NFT is. NFTs is something that you know it gets bought and then it gets auctioned off in this whole space of crypto buyers. I want to play you this? Wait, who was that? This is Tory Lanez. He's okay. been making a lot of headlines. I'm like, yo, I don't want to celebrate uh. for no reason. I want to make sure I'm celebrating for the right. Do that shit right now. Don't even go ahead and do it. Go it's gone. So it's gone. So, sold not support in support of Tory Lanez at all, but he's making a lot of, he- other than the other reasons he's making headlines, he's making headlines because he claims he's his uh he sold his album in NFT form and made, uh, I think he think, what, what was the headline? I want to be sure I say this right. He claims that his album went, went platinum in one minute through the form of NFTs. So this is what I'm trying to understand. Remember the conversation we had earlier about um, the uh, the concept of money. Oh yeah, this this is this is really so when what I want to talk to you about. I'll when he about. says that it went platinum, mm-hmm. when he says like it, when he says an There's NFT so went <laughs> platinum, his album. Because he's relating it, he's relating it to the old world system that yeah, says that exactly. so many sales make you a platinum artist, right? Okay. So he's relating it to that saying he's just saying that like there is no system like that in the NFT. Right. World. That's it what I'm trying exist. to so he's figure technically out. right. Like it's but he's one relating sale it to that. And not sales. Right. right. Even though Each I know album labels used to go, or I'm sorry, record That's why labels I br- used bringing to go out up. and buy like you know copies of an artist's album just to try to help boost their sales. Like I know that's a thing, but right. it doesn't count when one person makes a purchase because only one person can make a purchase. And th- and this is the thing about about his project is that I mean I I haven't looked at it, but I'm sure that if we go in there, there are going to be people who bought more than one. You know, because you can, you you can mm-hmm. buy more than one. You can like if they if they're if he has like a thousand of them, you can buy like nine hundred ninety nine of them if that's right. what you want. If you right. have that much ETH, you can say like I want this many, right? Uh-huh. So, um, e- either way, those can those are considered in the old world system as still a sale, right? Yeah. They're not like oh one person bought because like the old world system still has like you know labels that will buy out a huge chunk of those records right um to increase the i the the illusion the, the illusion mm-hmm. that there's like a lot of like there's a lot of like um, stuff being sold um, right polar right. as we as we seems like we're jumping into our next conversation which is going kind of you and piper kind of giving us more dialogue as we introduce our perspective of NFTs and crypto and blockchain to people. But I want to read off a comment and I want some of your uh, commentary. Uh, Jessica, thank you for it. And you say, you can also put a whole EP on NFT and add royalties to the smart contract so you can get paid royalties if it is resold. Can you just kind of elaborate on that, Pilar? Sure. So in within the smart contract, you so you have an ability to create a smart contract of your own, right? So you hire a dev, 
that does, you know, Solidity that does these smart contracts and you pay the money to make your own contract okay. for your project. Um, you can do it that way or you can go to one of the platforms that best suits your needs and you create it there. Within those platforms, if you do choose to go to a marketplace, a platform where you do that, you have to look at like, what can I do? Like, can I can I send that? Like, can I add any of that verbiage, clause, jargon into it? Um, because legal, um, the way the way the law is looking at things right now is for the sake of like what it is right now, they're like, all the laws apply in this space, right? So you can't take somebody's music and just say it's yours. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Just in this world, just like you can't do that in the real world, right? So all the things apply. However, in the old world system, there is a whole structure that has been built over 100 years or whatnot that makes sure you don't do that. Yeah. Right. Like they're coming after you. Yeah. Somebody or that's a lot like of people are coming copyright. after you. Right. In this world, though, that's still slow moving. Do you know what I mean? Like you'd have to have some really savvy people on your team to be like, we're going out there and we're digging around to like make sure your stuff isn't, you know, being taken care of, like being whatever uh, pirated. Um, but to be, I guess, to to make it to to show like the good end of it because the blockchain has everything really transparent and because provenance is there like you can see who created it you can see who bought it where it's moved at all times um it also bodes really well for keeping track of things right whereas in the old system you have a hard time do you know what i mean especially like say you're an artist like i'm going to give you a scenario you're an artist, you got a deal, you you got sucked into a 360 deal, they own everything, they gave you like your upfront whatever, they gave you 500,000, 10,000, a million, whatever they gave you. And then out of every single sale, they they take like what? Like out of every dollar, they're taking like 90 something cents or whatnot. Like they're taking a lot and you're getting just a little bit. And out of your little three cents or six cents or eight cents or whatever you're getting out of every dollar, everything they gave you up front has has to be paid back to them, right? And everything that they say that they spent to promote you, all their marketing costs, and they inflate a lot of those, right? They say like, oh, we spent 100,000 on your marketing campaign when they probably spent five or maybe 20 if you're, do you know what I mean? Like you can't tell, you don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like there's no way. So t- for tracking, I think we're gonna see a lot of things moving into this space for being able to track things, for being able to see where things are, and for people to be able to move in this space, not needing a label to release music for you. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like that model doesn't exist here. Like you are your own label. You are your, you are the direct connector to your, um, to your buyers, to your collectors, to your and, fans. and the mint, I mean, the mint right? is your yeah. proof. Yes, yeah, and the, the 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 actual mint is your proof right. of ownership. Yeah, yeah I think this and is the perfect space for for sorry to cut you off for yeah. artists like to me, but I'm listening. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Wait, there's a question. Um, Dorothea has it. What does Dorothea's question there say? Oh wow, one sale can also equate to one million sales if you outline it in the descriptions. Hmm. Jessica also said she believes that uh, what's his name, Tory Lanez, mm-hmm. uh, actually sold a million copies of the NFT. 
which how many devalues it. How many editions did he make? He made like a million editions of the same. I think he may have just sold the same version. So then that's know. that's not valuable. So, but do, like so you said, there there are people who are. I've told Piper Pilar before the show that I did like this huge deep dive into everything we've been discussing, and I understand the theme and the perspective of that. What we want to bring onto the show about the blockchain and the NFT and all all these different evolutions of you know where we're going, but a lot of people are stuck in the capitalistic phase of it, right? They take the definition of this new world and they can only understand it by relating it to the values of this world. Like that makes any, yeah, right, a lot right, of people, right. a lot, especially like younger generations, right? right? They're only thinking about the money perspective of it. They're not thinking of it as, like you just said, transparency. Piper, you just said a true value or creating value. They're looking at it as quick ways to make money. A lot of people right. are falling into that trap. What, what, what he's got the opportunity that I don't think he's maybe like understood yet because for him, um, I know a lot of people looked at his project like it was a money draw, a money grab. Um, in, in this space, a money grab is when you, a celebrity comes in, doesn't really know anything about it, isn't a part of the space, and somebody on their team like a mark, like a manager or somebody is like, you need to do this. We need to do this because you can, you can make a lot of money here because you have a lot of fans. And then they create something for the artist. The artist is really not even a part of the project. They're just Got like, it. yeah, okay. And then you know, like Doja Cat. Do you know what I mean? If you were to ask her what is an NFT, do you know what I mean? Or, or like people, you 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 talk to them about it and they're no like, clue. I have no clue. Do you know what I mean? They're just sitting in the room going. Yeah, this is awesome and whatever. Like but, it's crazy. but it's do you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. it's those celebrity things, which is fine. I mm-hmm. mean it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But what they don't seem to realize is that this is an opportunity for them to create value for their community. Right. To create value and connection um for their fandom and to create like a huge thing that they could be building for the future. Like where, a legacy. Yeah, where you're not you're not stuck in the old world system where there's somebody in between you and your fans. Mm-hmm. Your fans are directly connected to what you're doing, what you're interested in, and you can create so those that million NFTs that he created, if that's the number, he's got a million editions of it, whatever. It's like each track, like, I don't know, is it an album or? It looks like it's an album. Yeah. So, right. So they each have an album. They can listen to it and it's all good, right? But what he has the opportunity of doing is creating, all those people are now called holders, right? They Mm -hmm. all own one. He can create events for those people. You can only get into them if you have one of those. Mm. He can create special drops where Mm -hmm. he delivers free things like free NFTs or a free thing or a whatever into those wallet into those accounts those digital accounts right because he has all those numbers right Mm -hmm. he can create all kinds of things like that he can create like if you because you have one my next concert in vegas you get in free Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or or you get in, you know what I mean, to a special space that we're creating just for you guys to meet and greet with me face to face. Do you know what I mean? All kinds of things you can create. Like, I mean, forever. I mean, this is like a forever thing you could do. Um, you know, so this this building community, this creating value, this like, you know, all kinds of things. You guys get in on my next one. You guys get in to the pre-sale, which means that... You get in before anybody else if you want to buy the next one. Do you know what I mean? And you get in like ahead of everybody so that you don't miss out on it. Um, 
with that, you also get to mint yours, right, at your leisure, and you don't have to mint when the public drop happens and the gas wars start and the gas gets like crazy high. It's funny. Everybody's in there trying to get one. My right? friend is listening. Shout out to Dwight. He says, so, yeah. please mention utility. And then you just talk about yeah, that. That's like, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. And the, yeah, it's called utility in this space. Mm-hmm. It's just all the things that you can do for the people who have it. Like all the things that that, that NFT represents. And there are like entire universes, virtual universes called metaverses and worlds that that people are creating with gamification and all kinds of things, but also things like staking. You can stake your NFT where it just sits in there. You, It's basically like you promising to not sell it, not move it, not do anything. And, f- and f- for your efforts, because you're allowing it to be just staked and not moved, you get to earn so many tokens of of the coin that they created for that project on a daily basis or a monthly basis or whatever, things like that, or, you know, all kinds of rewards. So there's like gamification, reward systems, all kinds of things that. that come into play. And so it's really, it's about community and community is huge. It is everything in the like crypto NFT space. And I love that we're talking about like the mainstream, like, First of all, I want to say that Jessica clarified he sold a million copies of the same EP on NFT for a dollar each. And Rolling Stone says that uh, last month, uh, this is an article written, I think, two months ago, uh, Lane's partner with the platform called ENFT to release his new album. And the idea was for each copy of the album to be minted on uh, with a one-of-a-kind token, providing a foolproof ledger of ownership. The value of the NFT comes from their ver- uh, ver- verifiable scarcity. Even if, even if, as some distractors of technology point out, someone is able to copy a digital file, the blockchain certifies its origin, uh, its origins, right? So that's just to give a little bit of context of what we're talking about. And I think it's important for us, again, to talk about this stuff from this standpoint because of the strong push of community and value that it provides, right? So people can tell the difference, right? I think a lot of people are being presented this with the idea of you can make a lot of money and we don't want to stop there. I think that's the point you you both are making, correct? Yeah. yeah. I, I want to just, um, so Jessica's on now and you guys, I'm going to be 50 next month and I have to wear glasses now to see. <laughs> However, so Jessica um, sent me this. She wrote an article for, nice. on the platform Medium on NFT. Thank you so much, Jessica. And so um, she says uh, she's excited um, to be, um, she says, I'm super excited that a part of the board Apes Yacht Club is giving her feedback on it. And he wanted her to add, um, is that the board Ape NFT along with a quote? Uh, She said she really enjoyed working on the article and she says she plans to do a lot more with Web 3.0 and the NFTs. So I wanted to now the article, you know, on our last show. Um, so in her article, she talks about like uh, it's called the fate of NFTs, fad or future. This is on Medium. If you guys want to go check I it out. I love Medium. Do you yeah. like Medium, Pilar? Medium, yeah. yeah. And, and um, this space uses Medium a okay, lot. That's Medium, dope. Reddit, Instagram, mm, Twitter, like Clubhouse. Okay. And she Discord. says, um, she okay. says why the sudden, she, you know, she talks about why there's a sudden NFT phenomenon and she, you know, 
asked like you know what is an nft which we if you go to the previous two episodes we talked about that you can check those out um and uh she talks about the emergence of nft marketplaces and the future of nfts which we talked about on the last episode as well and so i wanted to dig a little bit here um i'll just read a couple of things she says um the possibilities of NFTs are limitless, seeing as they can represent property rights to any tangible or intangible asset and are not limited to merely artwork, animated gifts, songs, avatars, and real estate. The new and creative possibilities of NFTs have attracted the attention of major companies, the film industry, luxury brands, fashion houses, entertainers, restaurant chains, lending institutions, advertisers, entertainment companies, record companies, and professional yeah. sports leagues. A lot of people and nonprofits and mm. nonprofits still don't realize how large NFTs are going to be. Um, and so that's the managing partner, uh, Andrew Steinwald um, at uh, uh, Coinbase, right? Mm. So um, they're going to be used for anything. All forms of value will be represented as an NFT. Bank of America Global Research has reported that they believe that blockchain technology will provide disruptive innovation despite rapid growth and market values on par with some of the largest public companies in the world they believe that the digital asset ecosystem is only getting started and their report also states that we are beginning the long journey of covering what we believe to be the next generation of technology, blockchain-based digital assets and applications. So um, anyway, I'll put a period there. It's at the end. But yeah, so that goes into the conversation that we were having about like the, like I said, when I first found out about blockchain in 2012 it was completely like we're off the grid we're not into green, green, this green, system green. you know what i mean mm -hmm. we're um we're creating a separate system but it seems as though the i don't know capitalist cor corporatocracy has entered the system so it's mm -hmm. going to be interesting to see or it is interesting to see that progression mm -hmm. as it's happening because like we're saying the the conversation is like oh i'm going to get rich off this nft thing mm -hmm. and like that's where people's mindset is still like i'm just going to be like all i care about is having more assets than everyone else um, as opposed to like what you're talking about, Pilar, like what in what way can we transform society by not being attached to traditional capitalism? Yeah. So I um, got a lot of we, uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, I do want Pilar. There's a lot. Yeah, there's a so there's much. A I think every week, though, yeah. we should try to like or every other week or once a month do a case study on something. Um, yeah, that's yeah. happening. Mm -hmm. um, your perspective is so refreshing. And I know you wanted to talk a little bit about Adidas, 
right? Yeah. Do you want to get into that a little bit? Sure. I do want to point out too that um, there there is greed, of course, because because mm-hmm. there are people, you know, like speculatively, you know, they're in here as speculators. They're in here to like, you know, expand wealth and and whatnot <laughs> and assets and stuff. The asset classes in there, um, but it's not all that. And um, there are there are a lot of people utilizing this technology to do good and to really affect change. So in terms of, say, like creating impact, right, Mm -hmm. impact NFTs, where your NFTs, that money is going to go to helping, say, orcas, do you know what I mean? Like, like research that that is continuing to help, like a, a group of orcas off the coast of California or whatnot. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. things like that. Um, they're used as as um, a membership package for a nonprofit that maybe is building like a whole ecosystem and and knowledge base for underserved communities. Do you know what I mean? They're like like that's the member you're you're buying an NFT that actually is going to benefit people in underserved communities. Do you know what I mean? Like so yeah. there there are a lot of things. There are nonprofits that are using them as memberships mm-hmm. for you know their projects and the utility that they're going to create. That's what Kari's kind of doing, right? You know, yeah. Museums that are creating them. Um, they're they're coming into the space, like thinking, like, how can we make a membership NFT? How can we create commemorative NFTs? I've been approached by two projects: commemorative NFTs, you know, for Black History Month. Do you I know what I mean? That. Where they're creating these things, you know, a lot of things that you know speak to history speak to um social justice and justice issues and have something that's like locked into the blockchain in 2021 mm. do you know what I mean that speaks to an oncoming thing right and i mean you know people are doing events around campaigns like the united nations mm-hmm. you know ending violence against women 16 days of um of anti-violence mm-hmm. and and all of that like do you know what i mean and creating like we created a a museum uh, sorry an exhibit an art exhibit based on nfts and digital art but like mm-hmm. all of that centered on those movements right mm-hmm. so there's movement stuff there's all of that and then that you've got all the peripheral like kind of like platforms that are coming in like augmented reality right not just the virtual reality but yeah. all the augmented reality and mm-hmm. all that that's happening and like you know fusing real world with like virtual world and ooh you know what i mean just it's getting a little crazy yeah Love it. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna yeah. dig into all that stuff as we go um not tonight yeah, but, we're, but we're other a, nights we're at a buck thirty six and it's Christmas. But I really want Pilar to talk about this Adidas stuff. It's important. Okay, so this is it's just a culture thing. Yeah, so um, just so Adidas has jumped in. Um, prior to this, I just want to mention that Nike acquired um a a an, sorry a brand a digital sneaker brand called Artifact, spelled R T F K T. So that's like that's going to be something's coming right between between that association, that partnership. Um, Then Nike comes in and does a drop on Friday. And what's super significant about Nike doing a 30,000. You mean Adidas? Sorry. Yes. Adidas. Mm -hmm. About Adidas doing a 30,000 NFT drop on Friday is that now we're looking now we're seeing really major brands utilizing the blockchain right mm-hmm. and so they've come in they partnered up with um the board ape yacht club 
which is a very significant generative collection where, you know, you've got like images of apes and um, they have done very, very well. What they were originally sold for, now they're selling for like millions, right? So they've done very, very well. And if you have one, most people are trying to hold on to that. It's, got it. It's valuable. Um, you've got Pixel Vault that that they partnered up with as well, NFTs, and G-Money NFTs. And G-Money is um, an, like an enthusiast in the space that um, he was uh, consulting with them. So anyways, there's something called POAPs in the space, like little badges, right? Digital badges. Um, proof of attendance protocol is what it comes <laughs> out with. So if you go to an event you and, and they created POAPs, you get to collect one, right? And you have this little POAP wallet in poap.xyz, their app, and you have all these different collected things, right? That you can eventually, if you want to, mint them into NFTs, or you could just keep them in your wallet, that kind of thing. But people are really into this, and there's like all that whole world. But they launched, so Adidas got an understanding of the space. They launched POAPs in November. And so um, with their pre-sale, they had 20,000 NFTs for the pre-sale. Mm -hmm. um, they allowed people with a POAP to get in there. Nice. Gain early access. So they so they paid respect to the community first. Yes. Got it. Like they, that's, you know, a, that's a good sign? It's a good sign. Okay. Um, and then they also gave anyone who had a board, anyone who had a board ape from the board ape yacht club got early access. Anybody, so day ones, basically. Anybody who had a pixel vault, anybody who had a G money NFT, all those people got early access mm -hmm. right um but to to what just so people are clear right to buying an a, an adidas nft the very first adidas drop nft right which is what did they call it the um into the metaverse Got collection it. right with this collection crazy right and just so you understand all twenty thousand. so they they opened the pre-sale the day before all twenty thousand sold out and then when the last 10, and it was, they, they kept about 380 for themselves, their partners, and what they want to do with them later. So they ended up publicly selling 9,620. Hold on one second. Right. Just so people are clear. Yeah. Explain the difference between when you're saying they s sold out. Okay. What, what that means. That means that people were sitting there at their computers. I was in the, the board ape discord watching people frantically going crazy. It's about to go. It's about to go live. It's about to go live. It's about to go live. As soon as it went live and you were able to sell, like purchase um, one publicly, if you didn't have one and you wanted one, you had to keep refreshing, right? And they were gone in, I believe it was six minutes. That is wild. You said, you said 20,000? No, 9,000. The, the 20,000 were already gone mm, the day okay, before. Okay. Like they were already gone from the pre-sale. Mm -hmm. 9,620 went in six minutes. Mm. I think it was just under six minutes. And so um, um, also when you say sold out, you're mm -hmm. saying that they had po-ops. This is, this, this is the sold out or you're saying no, the dollars? The NFT saying, sold out. So they, they had 30,000 that they created all together for the mm -hmm. collection. Yeah. And they sold out all 30,000 NFTs. For, for dollars? Adidas. For ETH, for okay. Ethereum. So mm -hmm. they were selling them for 0.2 ETH, which at the time, the value of ETH was um, just under $800 that that amount would have been. So every single one that sold, mm -hmm. understand, was somebody paying just under $800 of their ETH, like that amount in ETH, 0.2. 
right? So what and was the, on the NFT? Was it a, or was it, it just was a just, token? It was the Adidas symbol. Wow. I believe, yeah. That is crazy. Oh, no, no, no. It was, no, I, I take that back. It wasn't the Adidas symbol. That was the PO app. It was, um, so they had, when you buy a board ape, when you, when you own one of those NFTs, you also get the rights to create like versions of it. Gotcha. That's right. That's what comes with that, that utility is you can create versions of it. So people do these things called derivatives that, right. And so they, they draw or create their ape doing different things or wearing different clothes or doing different things. And so Adidas earlier on in the year bought a board eight from from somebody who who had bought early on. Got it. So they they dumped a bunch of money, got one of those. They used that ape and put a tracksuit on him. Oh my god! And created this thing, and this thing moves. And then they, the, as part of it, there was um there were two other characters that are part of like I think the the Pixel Vault That's team epic. and 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 this whole thing. You get with your NFT. You get what is it the the Firebird tracksuit that's coming. You get a graphic hoodie and you get G Money's orange beanie. All of that comes to you gratis. That is it's so a free thing that wild. that you get because you're a holder. Mm. And you also get land, if I understand correctly, digital land, digital land in their in their new metaverse. Once that's what's that? That's, what, that's in, in the deal. Adidas metaverse. In the Adidas metaverse, you where, get where, land. Where is the Adidas metaverse? It's, it's is it Decentraland? No, no. It's it's something they're building themselves. It's, okay. So it's like a site that you would okay. be going to. You. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also get access to all like you get early access to all the, like custom like exclusive uh, merch mm. that that's coming. That's really so cool. It's, yeah, it's a lot. There's a few. It's a great deal. What does the chat that? say? The what, chat is saying so much. Though. What 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 is, what are they saying in the chat? So, um, starting with Goddess Dorothea, um, she says this has been um, this has been very helpful. She said this is cool. I like the exclusive events. I have a Bandcamp subscription in which I had similar opportunities, creating community and doing pre-sales. Um, this has been helpful. Thank you. Jessica's explaining she uh, distributed P, uh, how do I pronounce it? Poaps. Poaps. With my article, which is dope. Um, yes. Wow. I own my own NFT, but honestly, I feel like I didn't understand the value. I did just see it as another asset in my artistic portfolio. So it sounds like uh, Goddess Dorothy is talking about like she's growing and learning in the space as well and you know kind of learning yeah, how to kick yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and it's moving and it's lightning fast yeah. it's just constantly yeah. evolving and like yeah what what we'll see in five years we can't even imagine right now like do you know what I mean like, so tell so us now so with the Adidas thing mm-hmm. is that what's the best way to ask the question is that like okay so that's a thing and it's over it was like a like a flash sale of, of sorts and to like maybe marketing to like promote their digital land or what what do you think that all that was so they're you know in their words they mm-hmm. were they're about building a community around their brand okay so they're creating community and value dollar paying community right okay. and value <laughs> right no of <laughs> course, course, course of course i mean people were saying clear. that too they're they're like oh my god like but seriously? it came with I'm I'm sorry like I, I, that that's a good deal 
compared to what that can like that and that was like you because it came with physical things too it came with the tracksuit yes. right yes, it came with, a, with that yeah, yeah it comes with a couple different things and then like she said these are like their first run of these coins so like i mean one and i want to point out that right now if you were okay i last i checked so right now it might be way more because it's been like days Mm -hmm. since Friday, but like early Saturday, Mm -hmm. when you looked at the floor, when you looked at the value that those were selling, because people bought more than one Mm -hmm. to resell, to sell them on the secondary market. Do you know what they were selling at? 25, 25.8. 0.8 ETH. 0.8 ETH. So they were selling, they they profited, like they were selling at four times what they were originally worth. Oh my God. Within that within just shows minutes. you right there, like within people, minutes, right? Well, so yeah. so that so so Hours. so so let's put a pin right there. Okay, right. That is precisely the conversation about blockchain. I mean, it's also the conversation about money because um, I think Kari was the one who said it, or maybe you. Money is just an agreement, right? That this has X value, right? Right. So. Like you uh, believe that if you believe that, you know, X amount is the value, then that's the value. Same thing in um, this world. Right. So um, I guess what is a little bit difficult um, in terms of what I've heard people that are like struggling to like understand is it's kind of akin. I mean, people say it's not but it seems to be akin to the stock market where the value is, although in a sense, the dollar kind of, kind of stays the same, but it, but it's always fluctuating as well, Mm -hmm. but more or less, you know, if you go to whatever store and it's X amount of dollars, then it's going to be X amount of dollars unless it goes on sale or unless you bump the price up. Whereas with the blockchain from one second to the next, the value is fluctuating. So it may or may not be that same value. I see what you're um, saying. Right. Mm -hmm. Like moving forward. So you could have like, let's say like if, if I, bought like this sweatshirt that I have one right now and let's say I paid 60 or 70 dollars or whatever I paid for it dollars right when I go back to the sports store if it's still going to be the 60 or 70 dollars like that's still like in in I guess in our minds that 60 or 70 dollars has a certain value right but let's say like this same sweatshirt in 10 years if it's you know still like 60 or 70 dollars like that value of what that 60 or 70 dollars is worth is going i mean we assume is going to be less right whereas like with the blockchain it could be more <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like it, 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 it will. It usually will be more. Oh, I shouldn't say that, but it could be more. 
Sure. You get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. I'm gonna So it's like so it's like appreciates. Whereas like yeah. this sweatshirt, I mean in, in essence, right? I buy it, I bought it. So it's actually like depreciating in a sense, right? Well, I think and I'm Whereas like in in, 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 in ten years, right? But that's where it could appreciate with blockchain because the blockchain value is gonna go well, I, I'm not well, going to say guarantee, but it could. I think that's where they, like you said, that people say that they're kind of like the stock market, and it's it it it's similar in certain contexts, right? Because of of value, right? Mm-hmm. Like for the instance, right? That sweatshirt, right? Where it gets similar and and thought to me is is um, Michael Jordan. That's not Michael Jordan's exact sweatshirt, right? Mm-hmm. But he wore that the before game six of the flu game right mm-hmm. and it resells right it depreciates because you know it's it's materials it got sweaty whatever whatever but it appreciates in value because michael jordan is who he was right nike is the brand that they are right so it appreciates in value so the only to me the only way that they're similar is because of the concept of value right mm-hmm. what i don't like about it uh trading right is it's almost like an inside game right Mm -hmm. with this it's kind of like it's not about who knows what and who knows who everyone's kind of has its own vision right everybody has their own vision everyone is taking chances based on what they perceive as valuable right not oh this is valuable because someone just sold this company right it's like no I see this as valuable for these reasons and I'm going to buy it or I'm going to resell it for this and then it's like the community is the one that's making the decision not corporations right but we have to, I but think it's kind of mixed it is mixed it's mixed mm-hmm. but to keep it from being protected from kind of like weighing into being insiderish, right? There's going to have to be a lot of protection. Like there's going to have to be a lot of security but, in the space. It may already exist. I but don't that's know what the I'm wild, talking about. Right? But that's but. why it's the wild, wild west right now because yeah. because it is both, right? So mm-hmm. um, when like Pilar said, okay, if uh, the Adidas thing, if people were there, you know, uh, let's let's say a thousand people were trying to, you know, uh, get get this, you know, NFT at the same time on Friday. The fact that they were all together trying to do that literally created like the demand, which created like increased the. I'm, I, I I shouldn't say value, but I, I'm not sure of another word. But it kind of increased the price, right? So it increased it, it it made it so that um, that was possible. Whereas I mean, and I guess it's kind of akin to like a supply and demand, you know, in you know the fiat world, where like if you go to X store. And there's a bunch of stuff on the rack that no one ever touches. But then there's like this other shelf where like they can't even keep the stuff on the shelf. Like there's huge demand for it. Right. Um, The value of something rises because of the demand. Right. And that store would, you know, maybe they started selling that item for $10 and they realized, well, there's a huge demand. Let's just make it $35. They're still buying them. Okay, let's just make it $50 in 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 on the blockchain, a company can't do that. A company can't say, ooh, look, there's a, there's a whole bunch of demand. Let's change the price. You can't change the price. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, 
It's locked in. The only thing that can change the price is demand. The only thing that can change it is if someone believes that it has higher value than what the person paid for it before, and they go in and buy it at a higher value. And that changes the, the, the value of what all of them now. I just think that's human nature. Like, I think right. we do that with religion, right? Like, the more people who believe and buy into a system, right, sure. it makes it more valuable depending sure. on how you look at value. And that's what I do like about the space. There's different, this is, we're talking about one version of value, right? Yeah. This is just one concept of it, right? But I like it because it allows you to kind of see, like, into this new space and kind of correlate. But then now you can start to see that there's different and what the space needs and what it doesn't need. And that's where you can, as an individual person, um, add to the space, right? You can find a way right. that you can add to... It's so early. Yeah, it, this, it's, it's so, so early. early. And it's there's, wild. And this is, this is really like we have to talk about um, collector culture because mm-hmm. that's what this is, I right? Love it. So mm-hmm. this is collector culture, right? Attached to um, technology, attached to mm-hmm. a, a cryptocurrency, right? So mm-hmm. you've got your baseballs and your antique furniture, right? Mm -hmm. And there are people who look at a baseball or an old chair and they think that's an old chair. It's Mm -hmm. a 200-year-old, you know, chair Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. a 1,000-year-old chair, Mm -hmm. whatever. It's garbage. Another person will look at it and that's an $8,000 chair. Mm -hmm. It has so much value because it was in this place. Mm -hmm. It was made and crafted by this person. There you go. Blah, blah, blah. Somebody held that ball in this game. It was this athlete, yada, yada. It's super valuable, right? That's, That's collector culture. I love it. The difference between collector culture in the analog world and collector culture in the blockchain is that in the analog world, it's difficult to prove who has owned it? Mm. Who was the first owner? Where it changed hands? Statistics can and, help the value and the, system and too. the pricing of that, I right? Like that. Mm-hmm. With cre- with collector culture in the on the blockchain, you can see absolutely who's, who man. owned it, it, where it's gone. That's provenance. You yeah. can see all of that's locked in, right? What's also different about collector culture in the analog world is that there isn't a, a currency attached to it in the mm-hmm. sense of, do you know what I mean? Um, that currency can increase or decrease depending on the time of day, mm, right? Yeah, yeah. Whereas on the blockchain, the currency that is attached to that particular item can be moving and what you paid for it this year in five years' time might be 10 times as much, might yeah. be 50 times as much in terms of value because Ethereum today, let's just say it was on the Ethereum blockchain, um, what you spent $10 worth of Ethereum today, you know, when Ethereum was worth, say, $3,800 for one coin, in five years, if Ethereum is worth, um, say, $60,000, right? Your $10 value that you had purchased, that you had put on in that NFT, that NFT, it doesn't say $10. Right. It says 0.002 yeah. of ETH, yeah. right? 0.002 ETH in 10 years might be worth like $20,000. I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm just mm-hmm. saying. I'm just throwing yeah. numbers up there. But it might be worth $20,000. So that NFT now, like it's an asset, yeah. right? And and the value of that was attached to it now becomes a, a, like 
an, an increased appreciated value. Mm-hmm. And this is this is why people buy, you know, canvas paintings. Yeah. Because they generally appreciate and 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 that's like an asset, a hard physical asset. It's the same kind of appreciation that they're looking at in terms of what NFTs are. It's it's an asset, mm-hmm. right? So obviously like the value can go, you know, it can drop, right? But the point is, um, it's all locked into the blockchain. It, it's you're the owner. I mean, someone mm-hmm. can take a photo of it. They can do whatever, but you're still the yeah, only one who owns it, it on that blockchain. We should bookmark awesome. it there. We should yeah, bookmark it there. we're going to, we're going to, that was that awesome. We're going to have to continue like everybody. But so Pilar, you know, you've got your clubhouse rooms and your appearances. You also are going to be doing your own show and you have a lot of wonderful things going on. Um, let everyone know how they can, you know, check in with what you're doing and, you know, support what you're doing as well. Sure. Um, I'm on every, all the socials as Pilar Cote. So I'm at Pilar Cote on all the socials. I'm a part of the searchlight.art uh, group. It's a curation group, an artist group centered in blockchain, NFT art, all of that. We curate, we create uh, events, we create exhibits. And so you can check out searchlight.art. And um, yeah, I've got the Warehouse Club in Clubhouse. Uh, Momentum is ours club in Clubhouse. And I'm a part of a few different other clubs in there. But yeah, you can reach out to me if you have questions or you're curious, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's (laughs) awesome. (laughs) And what about you, uh, Deja? Um, people can find me on Instagram at Katori T or that's also my Bandcamp too, Katori T.bandcamp.com. And they can get that the two projects. Yes, the two projects. Nice. <laughs> what about you, um, Encyclopedia Britannica? At It's Food Detroit. It's Food Detroit. Where? Instagram. On TikTok? Are you dancing and twerking on TikTok? Twerking. Yes. <laughs> vegan got it. vegan pizza come and get this vegan pizza come get, just like in Christmas work. songs come get that vegan Twerk. pizza hey. <laughs> but you're on Instagram yeah Instagram I'm not on Instagram but the food pages okay yeah. it's food Detroit I yeah. love it and anything any of your events or pop-ups or anything like that uh no we are off this Sunday uh, we'll be back I'm trying to decide if we're gonna do pizza for New Year's Eve uh, but we'll be we'll be back for sure January sixth and seventh Saturday and Sunday, same okay. spot Akibalan Village seven seven zero one Harper Avenue Detroit Michigan. Is is that next week is um the last week right of December? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next week, so two announcements. Next week we have um Asa Bay. Oh yeah, who wrote um, "Make the Hood Healthy Again"? So excited for that! The Whoa. book. So we're reading that. I gotta, let, I gotta send Pilar the book so mm-hmm. he can read some pages. So and um, he's a healer and herbalist, and um, just really incredible. Um, Are we bringing our crystals? Are we bringing our crystals? Oh, what? we could. We could bring that, crystals. That'll be Let's nice. Bring our crystals. Yeah, we could bring our crystals. Okay, That's we'll such bring a good some idea. crystals. <sighs> and then um, mm. also too, so Detroit is Different has an NFT. It's $250 for people who want to support and um, you can get it on the website, right? Yes. And uh, yes. And it's, so. so it's um, Detroit is different.net, which it h- houses all of the other 
pod, all of the podcasts on the Detroit is different podcast network. And, um, Shouts out to Kari Frazier. And then you can go to um, Detroit is Different on all your socials, as well as you can go to Piper Carter podcast on all of your socials. So I wanted to um, shout out to um, Rhinea Soul. I also want to shout out um, to uh, Dorothea, goddess Dorothea, um, who were in the chat. Kari Frazier was up in the chat. Um, what's your friend's name that was in the chat? Um, he was watching uh, Dwight. Okay, shouts out to Dwight and shouts out to everyone that um, has been watching. And I just want to ask everyone to please like, share, and subscribe. Um, share to YouTube, and you know, let people uh, and 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 share also onto um, onto Facebook. And, you know, let people know. So supposedly we're here every <laughs> Tuesday at eight o'clock. But it'll be like eight ish, somewhere between eight and nine. I know that's a long time, but we're all people of color. So, you know, eight for us sometimes means nine. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. But yeah, so um, just really excited um, getting ready for the new year and just really uh, just I, I can't. I don't even have words to say just how much appreciation I have in my heart for Deja, for Brittany, for Pilar, for Kari, and for all the listeners. And just really excited about um, the growth of the show. And just want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. And um, it's not Kwanzaa yet, so we'll wish you Kwanzaa next week, although we call it this week Kwanzaa. Um, but yeah, we'll, so we'll say Merry Christmas to everyone for this week. Is that cool? And happy yes. winter solstice. Winter say, solstice. Say your dreams and your prayers tonight. Winter solstice. You know? Winter All right. Solstice. We appreciate you. Peace, y'all. Peace. Peace out. Thank you. Gratitude. Woo. All the gratitude. Otra vez. It's 11 again. Poor Deja. Oh, but you I'm so sorry. Do you have to work? Somebody needs to kick me under the chair. No, and just it's be like, not you. It's all this. We were, no, no, no. We it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Like, I think, you know. Tune in weekly to the Piper Carter podcast with Piper Carter for a conscious take on music, arts, politics, and fashion. The founder of We Found Hip Hop has a say on what you should know about culture with a balanced conscience.